Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 130. This is a replay of a fun Friday Night Live that I recorded with the one and only Makayla Brass, who is better known as Miss Mopar. Makayla comes from multiple generations of Mopar enthusiasts and was an amazing guest. She owns multiple Mopars, including her prized possession for which she is best known, the little black dress. She even works at a dealership and sells Mopars. It was a great episode, and I look forward to having Makayla on the show again, but we got to make sure people hear this episode first. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars, live. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Before we get into the juicy meat of this episode, I have to ask you guys a question. Is your Mopar protected? Whether it's sitting outside in the elements or inside the safe confines of your man cave, it's important to keep your Mopar protected. That's why I'm excited to announce that I'm now affiliated with a company offering an amazing solution for vehicle protection. They have everything from basic indoor shields all the way to the top of the line platinum shields, offering the very best protection to keep your vehicle safe both indoors and outdoors from elements like dust, water, snow, and even UV rays. Their products are guaranteed to fit and are backed by a great warranty. To find out more about my new affiliate, please visit TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and follow the link to their website. If you need protection for your Mopar, don't worry, we got you covered. What's up, everybody? We are live here on Talking Mopars, a Friday Night Live, and I have a special guest that I've been trying to get on the show for a while, and the scheduling didn't quite work out, and she went on my friend's podcast, The Dodge Pod. She was with Birdo over there, and uh, she told some great stories, but I feel like because The Dodge Pod is more of a truck podcast, and I love it, by the way, um, that it was only fitting that she come on Talking Mopars and talk Mopars, and this young lady has a bunch of Mopars. This isn't this isn't a joke. She has a collection. It's bigger than mine, and I'm sure a lot of you listening are going to be kind of jealous of what she has. So without further ado, my special guest, Makayla Brass, also known, probably better known, as Miss Mopar. Bam! There she is. Hello. How is it going, Makayla? It's going great. Awesome. It's like springtime sort of here. I think we're going to get like a little small winter, but the streets are clean. So like car show season is, I can taste it. Yeah, so I can't fun. be mad. <laughs> <laughs> and you're joining us. Thank you for joining us late. I, I'm on the yeah. West Coast. Mikhail is on the East Coast. So she's joining us super late. So hopefully she doesn't fall asleep on the show. And uh, I'm good. I'm I'll, try, <laughs> I'll try not to keep you here too long. But uh, Sounds we'll, good. we'll have a fun night talking Mopars and later on. We'll open the chat, and if anybody has any questions for Makayla, um, feel free to ask them. So, Makayla, you yeah. are a woman of Mopar, and mm -hmm. one thing I love about women of Mopar is they're serious. They're not just the girls that just pose with the cars or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love true Mopar enthusiasts that are women because they're you're like a very rare breed. So it's nice to talk to you guys because, you know, thankfully I know enough women of Mopar that I, I can have a, a good conversation with 
and they can they know more about Mopars than me, and I love it. So I I was telling you before we got on screen that I, being a father of a daughter who's almost three, I really want to let her grow up around Mopars, but I don't want to push her push her so much that she gets turned off by the Mopars. I want her to be you know excited to go work with dad in the garage or go to dad with car shows and stuff. So I'm curious, what got you started into Mopars? Because I know you have a really close relationship with your dad. Yeah, well, my dad's awesome. And um, Mopar has been a thing in my family for many generations now. And I can remember the exact moment that like you just something ignites in your blood and you're like, yeah, like this is part of who I am. And I was probably about the same age as your daughter, three or four. And my dad took me into town for an ice cream cone in his 70 Challenger and the top was down. And it was like that kind of summer where the air is still sticky. And I got my little vanilla kitty cone. And when we were driving home, I remember he drove past our street and I was always like a nervous child. And I was like, well, why did he just drive past our street and my dad looked at me and he shifted gears and he said how about we go for a quick little ride and I just remember like all this like worry faded away and I was just like wind in my hair like that smell of carbureted gas and the way that that car responded every time he shifted I like I was small but like something in my heart just changed that day and I was like I need I need to have this I need to do this thing that my dad is doing and I just I looked over at him and he was so cool. I mean, my dad's a cool guy, but like in that <laughs> moment, he was just such a cool guy. And I was like, I'm going to be just like my dad. That's awesome. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so from that moment forward, you were, you were the daughter who was going out to the garage, wanting to work with dad on the cars and stuff. Yeah. So my dad still to this day, Daly's an 85 power wagon. Um, nice. Power rim. And, um, he put air conditioning in it one summer. And I remember being out there with him, like to, it maybe wasn't that late, but to me it felt like all hours of the night. I just <laughs> wanted to be there with him while he was working on his truck. And I mean, that just sort of stuck. Like if my dad was out in the garage, I wanted to be with him. If he was out plowing snow, I wanted to be with him. If he was driving one of his cars to a car show, I wanted to be right there with him. And it just like, I don't know. It's in my blood. That that's awesome. Um, what kind of cars did your dad have in his collection? Was it just the '70 Challenger at the time, or? So my dad has, and probably our family's prized possession is a '62 Chrysler 300. Oh. My wow. dad's parents met working at a Chrysler dealer. My pop up was a technician, and my grandma worked in the office. And their boss, my my grandma didn't have a ride to work, and their boss said, "Oh, Frank lives near you." He can pick you up and bring you into work. And that's how they met. Oh, wow. And my papa was, he was driving a Chevy at that time, but he uh, he traded it in and him and my grandma drove the 62 Chrysler off the showroom floor at a local dealer to us. And that stayed in our family its whole life. My dad bought it back when he was um, in high school for 65 bucks from <laughs> my great uncle who my papa had sold it to for a couple of years. And he restored it and... So that sort of started it all. So okay. that's our, like, if there was a car that defined the Brass family, it's the Bermuda Turquoise 1962 <laughs> Chrysler 300. It's a non-letter car, 383. They use it to tow camper cross country. Like, oh, wow. it's just, it's so, it's such a big part of our family history. Um, so 
that's the standout. But then, you know, when you're a kid, the 70 Challenger convertible is like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, dad, pick me up from school in the Challenger, pick me up, you know, <laughs> it's like a super cool car. Um, and then he has his 85 power Ram and, um, my, we still tool around in what was my mom's 99 Durango. So we don't like to let <laughs> things go. We just really, yeah. <laughs> we keep them till they die. That's awesome. How often do you get to cruise the 300? Does your dad let you drive it around? I've never driven it. And I don't oh, ever, really? I don't ever want to drive it because yeah. if something ever happened to that car. Oh gosh. <laughs> I've, I've ridden shotgun in that car for more miles than I can count. My mom used to drive it to car shows for my oh. dad because he would drive the Challenger, the stick shift. She could yeah. drive that. And I'd ride with her and I'd be worried the whole time. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. stressful. So right. I will admire it from afar. <laughs> That's his car to drive. <laughs> That's funny. I just, hey, respect. I, I don't I'm I'm that kid is like, oh, let me drive it. And then God forbid something bad happens, you know. <laughs> Anything else. I learned how to drive stick shift in, in my dad's challenger. Like that. Oh my god. I can put that 62 Chrysler. I never want to be responsible, like <laughs> no way. <laughs> Man, I, I wish I had a story like that. I, I learned how to drive a stick in a 79 rust bucket Honda Accord in my grandma's driveway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you you outdid me there. <laughs> I It's funny because when I talk to people that have great stories about their parents having awesome Mopars and stuff, I always have to call my dad. <laughs> like, hey, you should have stepped your game up. What did Pop. you do wrong? <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. <clears throat> I mean, we had a custom Dodge van, you know, like a, a boogie van, but yeah, which was cool in its own right because you'd never see them. But um, a 70 Challenger convertible, four speed. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Does he, does, he cool have, does he still have Does he still have it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. So, so wow. can I tell a side story? Can I tell Absolutely. Absolutely. Every year at Carlisle, I get to give a Celebrity Choice Award. Oh, cool. And every year I say, I want to pick the car with the coolest story here. Like, I want to get to know somebody. Yeah. And not just because it looks cool or it's perfectly restored or it's a survivor. Like, those are all super cool things. But I mm -hmm. love to hear that story behind it. And a couple of years ago, I, like, walked that show field, walked that show field. And there were so many beautiful cars there. Um, but I was like, you know what? There's one car here that's the reason that guys call me Miss Mopar. And it's this 70 Challenger, because if I never took that ride with my dad, <laughs> I would, I just would never turn into the person that I've become. So I got to give my dad an award for oh. that car. And like, I could, I could stop my eyes out right now and just talk about it. But like, most prestigious moment ever in my yeah. whole life, probably. No, that's, that's awesome. So. Yeah, you're in yeah. you're in Pennsylvania, so you get to go to Carlisle yeah. every year. Lucky you. Every year, 118 miles from my dad's house to the fairgrounds. Oh man, so I'm jealous. We don't miss it. <laughs> wow, I, I that's one that's one on my bucket list. I have to go. Everybody says you got Ugh. if you're a Mopar person, you got to go to Carlisle at least once. It's like the Grand Canyon. Like you can look <laughs> at all these pictures of it, but yeah, until yeah. you walk through Gate A or whatever, Gate Three, whatever. And you just like sort of taken it. It's it's <laughs> wild. The first wow. time we went, we walked into the swap meet end of things, and we were like, "Oh, this is cool. There's a lot of cool stuff. Look at that car. Look at that car." And then you kind of walk up a hill a little bit, <laughs> and you're like, "Holy <laughs> heaven!" Wow. 
on earth. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm not part of a cool club because I get asked that all the time. Have you ever been to Carlisle? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, man, ouch, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> so it's definitely on my bucket list. I got to go. Yeah. Um, so let's 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 get into your projects. Okay. When did you get your project car, your first project? How did you find it? I want the whole story from the beginning. So my very first project car was the 71 Roadrunner. It's parked in my garage right now. It's still a project car. Um, but as I got older, I kept saying to my dad, I, I want to restore a car like you did. I really want to restore a car like you did. And um, my dad's cousin had this Roadrunner that he was going to drunk. And my dad sort of rescued it. And he said, well, how about we work a deal on the Roadrunner and then you fix that up and you restore it. And I said, okay, game on. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> but this car was so badly rotted that me as a high school kid, I couldn't afford sure. to do any work on it. So I got into college and I was like, I really just want something that I can drive around with my dad to car shows. So I stumbled upon this 72 Charger and... um the floodgates sort of opened from there. Um, so I got that car in October of 2010. Okay. And when we unloaded it off of the trailer in my yard, I sort of had this like just sheer anxiety attack of what have I done? I spent every <laughs> penny of my life saving on this car and it was a mess, had dead cats in it, oh my God. trees growing out of the intake manifold. It had a full tank of 21 year old gasoline <laughs> that like still lit. So we had to figure out how to dispose of it. It stunk so bad. It was like shellac. It, like, oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just awful, but so we, but that car didn't need a ton of body work. Cool. Everything else my dad could do. So yeah. we sort of started ripping and tearing at it and it got expedited a little bit because I said to Ed, who runs uh, Chrysler Nationals at Carlisle, right. I was like, you know what you need to have? A female owner's display. And I'm just running my mouth. Like I'm just <laughs> running my big mouth with these ideas. He's like, oh yeah, in a couple of years. And it was like two or three weeks later, I get an email and he's like, so is your car going to be ready for the female owner's display? Oh my God. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that was like 10 and a half months I had to finish it. Oh, wow. There's still some stuff on the car that needs to be done. Like I've had weather strips sitting in my <laughs> garage for years, but you're like, you never drive in the rain. So yeah. you don't really know this. <laughs> uh, I come from the ratty Mopar camp, so I, I'll drive wherever, whenever. <laughs> Honestly, um, I was saying to my dad um, that it's that's kind of a more fun camp because you don't worry. Like the first day I had my charger out and it, there was like a cloud in the sky. I was like, <gasps> just like, and I didn't have any fun because I was worrying the whole time <laughs> if it was going to rain and if I was going to drive it in the rain and then what was going to happen when I had to clean it. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's worth the headache long and sure, short of it, sure. but like when, when I take wild and blew out the power wagon, yeah, you're just like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just fun <laughs> to drive. There's yeah. no stress about it. Yeah. Everybody has to have that one car that's like no stress, just have yeah. a good time and not worry where you park it. And, you know, and it's right? funny because in today's day and age, you can drive a pile as long as it's a muscle car or something cool. And yeah. people will still think it's cool. 
even if yeah. it's rusting like driving down the road just rust falling off it they're like cool car you get thumbs yeah. up everywhere it's like okay cool <laughs> people love the power ride i think one of the magical things about the fact that i don't care if somebody gets in it with their muddy shoes is that you get that kid at a car show that's so excited yeah. and they're just like you know oh this is a cool truck and you can like open the door and be like you want to hop in and their dad takes a picture <laughs> and they're smiling and it's just like it's a cool experience for them yeah. like I, I think that's some of the magic behind it too is you're just like okay go climb on up there i don't care if you step on the seats they have yeah 12 seat cushions <laughs> from pet boys on them <laughs> that's funny you did you did kind of gloss over it so you're in high school when you find the charger i'm in my first my second year of college no, okay wait. my last year of college for the charger okay. high okay. school when i got this idea that i was going to restore a car okay i see um mm -hmm. how did you find it on craigslist nice <laughs> and i'm sitting in the back of my criminal justice class <laughs> like scrolling through on my phone and I saw it and I, I'm a B-body girl. All, that's all I wanted was a B-body girl. You know, I'm looking at dusters, I'm looking mm -hmm. at darts and they're all cool, but I want a big <laughs> car. Yeah, yeah. And um, I like pop out of my seat and my professor's like, oh, Miss Breath, are you okay? And I'm like, oh yeah, I have to call my dad. So I run out and I call my dad and I'm like, dad, you gotta get up to this town. It's like an hour away. I'm like, you gotta go look at this car. Somebody's gonna buy it. And I got to get it before somebody buys it. So my dad is such a trooper that he drives up there to look at it. But the guy that he was not, at, it was at like a parked outside a shop. So nobody was there. Oh. Um, so my dad looked at it. He's like, oh, well, let's go up and look out in the morning. And there we go, trucking up there with a car trailer. <laughs> like that's, I didn't go to college, but I can only imagine what I would do if I was sitting in class and I looked over and I saw a girl cruising Craigslist for cars. <laughs> for cars, I, for junker cars. I, I might drop to a knee right there. <laughs> like, that's, that's amazing. Um, so I was such a, like, I was just such like the weirdo though. Like I went to a private Catholic school. I had a great college experience. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Hindsight twenty twenty. Would I do it again? Eh. But like, <laughs> I'm I was the weird girl because I'm like I threw a car show for my senior project. So did Everybody I. Everybody else is like my doing thesis <laughs> statements. That's and hilarious. I'm like I'm gonna have a benefit car show. <laughs> Can <laughs> someone give me the campus insurance <laughs> so That's I can awesome. make this happen? Yeah, I didn't realize I did a car show for my senior project too. I didn't realize I had no idea how much was involved in uh, having a bunch of cars show up to a parking lot. I was like, insurance. Yes. I was like, my God, what? Insurance. And still to this day, so I run two car shows my Almo car show and the Ambler Auto Show, which is like a street show. Okay. And that's even worse because it's like you have to shut down public transit, <laughs> you have to get all of these like ducks in a row and then look i love a good burnout as much as anybody <laughs> but the people that aren't throwing this car show they get all whacked out when you say please don't do a burnout when you leave because that wrecks our insurances yeah, sure. you know what i mean like so I, as much as i love throwing a car show and as much as i love going to a car show and as much yeah. as i want to cheer the guys on when they're burning out pulling out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i'm the one that's like please don't yeah <laughs> because yeah, my tough. headache will just get bigger yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think a lot of people understand what goes into just event no. planning these uh no. events it's insane it's wild like 
so my Almo Par show is we start planning the day. We have the show on a Sunday. Monday, we move all the cars back onto the lot. And Tuesday, we're planning for the next year. And <laughs> it's like, I, I love it. It's like yeah. my adrenaline rush. Yeah. But I mean, it, you don't. And the months come, like, I'm one month away from my, my street show. And I'm like, when am I going to sleep? Oh I got to get sponsors and vendors and this <laughs> and that. <laughs> wow. How long have you been throwing the street show? So my first year was supposed to be 2020. But of course, oh, that yeah. got out of whack. <laughs> sure. So last year was my first one chairing that show. Okay. Um, which was a cool learning experience because everybody has an opinion and you kind of like to take everybody's thoughts and perspectives and like the big um debate for lack of a better word is you know rain uh rain day or rain or shine or trophies or yeah. no trophies professional judging or peer judging and everybody has thoughts <laughs> on everything and they're more than willing to share them with you yeah yeah, yeah of course <laughs> in every way uh social media and they'll call you and they'll email you whatever and it is really cool to have that kind of feedback and then to try to take all of those opinions and mold them into a really fan appreciated car show is is kind of like a fun challenge for me um but also like i'm the kind of girl like i don't really care about a trophy <laughs> so you get you get people who are super passionate about getting a trophy so you kind of have to yeah, like sure. just you know shoe on the other foot and it's fun so it's that's my this will be my second full show but all mopar show i've been running since 2016 wow that's a long time that's yeah. longevity mm -hmm. <laughs> how, how did you still throw it during the pandemic and all that stuff so we lost 2020 and then okay. 2021 was supposed to be june um but it got pushed back to august we had a, a wicked amount of restrictions oh, yeah, here yeah. and like our county uh butts up against philly which is sort of its own animal as far as restrictions so yeah. we were having a lot of hoops to jump through even in june 2021 yeah. yeah so wow. yeah but everything's a go for this year everything's a go wow. and we got hit with a hurricane the dude i saw the, the pictures show. that's crazy torrential rain from it led up just about the start of showtime but you know we have cars come from seven states wow so all of our new york people all of our jersey people they couldn't come so we got about a third which i wasn't mad about considering the weather yeah but again Crazy. you're at the will of so many other things yeah that's like this the stress of putting on a car show like going all right is it going to rain how many people are going to show yeah. up do we throw all this for nothing because you know some mm -hmm. car guys are like i'm not driving if there's even a cloud in the sky <laughs> you oh know? for sure and then you get a few that like we had a decent showing of classic stuff a lot of people brought like their modern stuff that they daily drive or mm. or that they show um but we had a 70 roadrunner come Nice. Uh, a husband and a wife in a Hemi Cuda and a 67 GTX. Um, and we had a, I think it was a 69 Dart. My mind's playing a little bit. And then all, all my family, they, yeah. we drive them in the rain. <laughs> Cry about it when you have to clean the black car later. But <laughs> Let, Let's go back. I, I, I still feel like there's more to the story of the little black dress. So you have oh, not cool, even yeah. a, 
not even 11 months to build this car to get it ready for a show because Miss Mopar has a big mouth and she mentioned <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, so what was that? Yeah. What was that process like? You tell your dad. All right, dad. So, so what we got going and on? God bless my dad because he's just a trooper. Like, yeah, I'm just like, uh, dad, I need this. And he's like, OK, I need to take the car to paint. Let's load it up on the car trailer. Like <laughs> he's just a great sport when it comes yeah. to um helping me i have a really fantastic support system and him and my sisters and my uncle's really talented in the world of all things automotive so we were able to pull it together um i got that car back from paint the last week of june and we left for carlisle july 12th or something like that so it was a very short window wow Um, what's that what's that feeling like when you fire that thing up for the first time and you know you did it you know, you had that little bit of time so, and you're going to Carlisle, which is arguably one of the biggest Mopar shows on the planet. Yeah. Not for nothing and not to make um, the podcast sad, but <laughs> my dad and I finished the engine before because I was just going to drive it. So we mm-hmm. rebuilt the engine and threw it back in the car before we had restored the car. And the night we put it back in, my mom calls us in for dinner. My dad says, oh, it's getting dark. It's a little bit chilly. We'll fired up tomorrow and my mom passed away the next day so I didn't unexpectedly so I didn't touch that car for like a month and a half so for me um you know I've I've done engines in in the meantime that were certainly special but I think one of the most special things about my 72 is that like that car saved my life like I was broken. I was grieving. I was trying to figure out like, what, what is life without a mom? Yeah. And with a distraught family and I'm sort of traumatized and I don't know what's up or down. And the one thing that sort of gave me purpose was like, I'm going to fire up this car. Yeah, absolutely. So in that instance, there's a video of it on my YouTube, if you ever want to check it out. Um, But it was like, I don't know, it was the first time I smiled in months, the first time I like sort of felt alive and it just yeah. sort of um, gave purpose to a life that didn't seem to have purpose at that moment. Yeah. Um, and I drove it down wow. the drive. I didn't even have tags on it. So I pulled out on the street. I, but like, you know what I mean? You're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I'm so happy <laughs> right now. I don't even care. Yeah. So, um, so that car, I mean, that, this, the story of the little black dress goes so much further than just a car for me, at least, because it's been so intertwined in these moments of triumph and tragedy in my life that um, it's like just part of who I am. So to fire that engine off for the first time was like spiritual and magical <laughs> and emotional all at the same time. Yeah. And uh, well, wow. Best That's experience awesome. of my life, restoring that car. So what you're telling me is the little black dress is going nowhere ever, is what you're telling nowhere me. Nowhere ever. <laughs> well, that car is not perfect, and I know there are a million people in the world be like, mm, I don't like those surgeon chargers. But I'm like, until, <laughs> <laughs> until you experience what I experienced with this car, yeah, you just don't know. Like, yeah. bury me in it, because it's yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> ever <laughs> that's that's awesome i completely understand um so 
as as we kind of brushed over to you have more than just a little black dress you've got the roadrunner that you originally bought i gotta ask you about that so you've had this project car forever your first project car yeah is it still <laughs> in the same same condition what are the plans for that thing so that that's a car that i want to do the right way with the 72 i was young i was in college i was on a very short time constraint so there were corners that i cut that i don't want to cut with this car um because i think that this one it's a numbers matching car um i want to do my best to keep it that way yeah. it is super rotted so a couple of years ago i picked up a 71 satellite which may serve as a donor car i'm not sure yet um but it's in a it's in a nice cement floor garage now so you know it's not sitting out in the brush rotting away like so many people do to these cars that they claim that they're going to fix <laughs> um and i'm slowly acquiring parts for it and um my dad and i were actually just talking the other day and i'm like what's stopping us from just ripping the engine out of this thing and rebuilding it and starting there because once you start it is that's like the hardest part you yeah know? sure absolutely um so it's always there i see it every time i walk out of my house <laughs> like it's just <laughs> every time i go out through the garage i look at that car and i'm like okay still there yeah <laughs> still to be um so someday yeah someday we'll get done but it's going to get done the right way like i want example with the charger um my engine compartment is not gloss black it's satin black okay so like with the roadrunner everything's going to be gloss because okay. i want every you know like just little details like that that i wish i would have done on my 72 i'm going to make mm. sure i do on the 71. do you have plans to change any of that stuff on the 71 or or the 72? No. maybe someday yeah you know, like right now, it's just a perfectly fine cruiser, and I don't intend for it to win trophies, but it it wins trophies, and like, <laughs> so I'm just gonna leave it and yeah. focus on the Roadrunner or whatever else comes my way. Whatever um, else comes your way. So you have yeah. more than just the. You talked about the power wagon. Let's hear the story on the power wagon. So the power wagon is a funny story because mine is a '64 panel, which means it has no windows in the back. Yeah, awesome. Um, but a couple of, uh, I say a couple of years ago, and it's been well more than a couple of years ago now. Um, I had a 66 town wagon with the windows um, with a guy and he took it and I was distraught, more distraught about the loss of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my boss says to me, oh, but you could find another one of those trucks easy. There's one park in my town and i'm like there's no way there's a power wagon parked <laughs> in in your town and he's like oh yeah I'll, so i wrote a note and i'm like leave this in the guy's mailbox so the guy sends me an email and he's referring to me as michael the whole time <laughs> so i'm just rolling with it and i go to look at this truck and i hop out and it's me and he's like I was like, hi, Michael. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, and he's like, I can't, I had a knee replaced and a shoulder replaced. I can't drive this truck anymore. So I ended up getting my truck because I left a note in the mailbox. Wow. 
Awesome. That's yeah. Hey. My newest power wagon, the '69, that found its way to me. It can't, literally found me. A guy called my office and was like, uh, "I hear you're the girl that likes big old trucks." And I was like, "I guess." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's rumor around town. Gosh. <laughs> um, and uh, he's like, "Can I show you pictures of this one?" And now, now I've got one. Wow. I need somebody to call me like, I hear you really want a wing car. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's me. <laughs> wow. I, uh, yes, I would. Where can yeah. I that? <laughs> that's funny. Mm-hmm. So a couple trucks, a couple B bodies. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else laying around? <laughs> I have my new stuff. I have an 05 Wrangler. That was my first car ever. Okay. Um. And then I have a 19 Shaker RT Challenger, nice. and I that, have my pickup truck. The uh, Challenger's got red interior, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Isn't that sick? I love yes. red interior. God. Everybody's <laughs> always ripping on me, like, why didn't you get this scat pack? I'm like, because when this car pulled off the truck in Destroyer Gray with ruby red interior, <laughs> yeah. I said, done. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. No, I. It uh, looks so good. Being a family guy now, I got my family, and. Uh, a challenger was like it was really pushing it i was going online finding videos of guys showing you how to put a car seat in the back and my wife my wife you know as supportive as she was she's like you know come on and i was like all right what about a charger scat pack i looked all over locally and i could not find one with the red suede i wanted the red guts yeah. i wanted it so bad and i could not find one um i love that thing yeah no that's cool what so let me ask you this so mm-hmm. you're you're a mopar girl you have old mopars you have new mopars do you see i i feel like there is a divide in the mopar community when i go to shows it seems like the new stuff's over here and the old stuff is over here <laughs> do you see yeah. that too yeah and how can we bridge you, that gap? How can we bridge the gap? You know, I'm I'm a traditionalist. Hmm. If I had to pick today between my 19 and my 72, I'm picking the 72 all day. <laughs> yeah, There's <you> something <laughs> so like when I drive my charger, it's almost like church. You know, like church of Mopar. I like it. Yeah, it's like religious, and that sounds so silly, but you're a Mopar guy, so you know what I'm talking. No, about. Oh no, I absolutely like, know just, what you're talking about. <laughs> when I when I hop in my Challenger, I know I'm gonna get where I'm going really fast. I'm gonna play really loud music, windows down. You know what? A, my ice latte in the cup holder. Like it's a different experience, and when I have at all Mopar show, we break it into classics and modern for voting. And you pick your favorite classic and you pick your favorite modern. Mm-hmm. And everybody always votes on the, the classics. And I'll always get like maybe five to 10 of the 300 ballots back. And under modern, they write, who cares? Or they all <laughs> suck or whatever. Oh, man. And I'm Come like, on. y'all, like. <clears throat> Spade, a spade, yes, they're two completely different beasts, but we yeah. need both of them. And as a younger person in the classic car hobby, mm-hmm. if we can if we can save a person of my generation from getting a Honda Civic and making it sound like a lawnmower, <laughs> because we get them in a scat pack, get yeah. them in a scat pack. This doesn't yeah. seem like a hard equation for me. Yeah. Oh, you know, carburation, while I love it, 
is not something that everybody can just hop behind the wheel of and fire off. You know, like yeah, some yeah. people, that's just not some people's gig, but they still like the car culture. Yeah. So let them have their end of the car culture. I have not done a single modification to my Challenger. It is exactly the way I drove it off the lot. I don't feel the need to put colory lights on it or decals or whatever. But for some people, yeah. that gives them a place in the car culture. So let them have a place in the car culture because, you know, they're they're paying my bills. One, I sell those things for a living. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about that too. <laughs> and two, like. Uh, everything must evolve as long as we don't forget where we came from mm. we came from late 60s early 70s muscle that's what yeah. burst the scat packs and hellcats yeah. so like i think right now you have to have one and the other and right now we should be fighting like hell for the guys driving the new stuff because this shift towards electric cars is really putting the modern end aspect of our hobby in a, in a lot of danger. Yeah. And as two know. people, as two people that didn't make uh, Chief Donut Maker, we can sit here and say electric sucks, right? Uh, can we say that? Yeah, I was watching my mouth so hard because I was like, I can't talk any bit of anything bad because yeah, if yeah. you know that they're gonna push, but then then they picked. A girl who whose uncle did her burnout, and I was like, "Done, hate EVs." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I uh... cut that off my desk. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I watched a lot of them, and I put I put mine out there. I knew, and to be honest, I wish I hadn't because I thought about it, and some of the things I've said on the podcast could be controversial. <laughs> and uh, I just I was like, "Oh man!" And then if if you did, as cool as it would be. If I ever see some sort of success with this podcast, I don't ever want to be able to credit somebody else for that. And it's like, oh, well, if he hadn't been chief donut maker with 150 grand and, you know, had Dodge's help, then blah, blah, blah. So to be honest, it was kind of, for me, it was a blessing in disguise because I, I would have yeah. been under the corporate, you know, like, hey. you know, and the more I think <laughs> about it, like I was totally like $150,000. I'm going to buy my dad a new power wagon. And he's going to park his power ram and it's going to yeah. be this cool story. Yeah. And, you know, I had all these like sort of daydreams about it, but I was like you too. Like, if you look at all those people and this isn't a, this is not a diss to them because sure. I hate when I toss my stuff on the internet and people diss me and just think mm. it's rude. But like, sure. if you look at the people that they picked and I, out of curiosity, watched all the videos. Me too. <laughs> it lacks authenticity. Like, okay. nobody, See, nobody in those videos has busted knuckles. Nobody in those videos has, you know, winched a project car onto a trailer. No, And it's just yeah. like, okay, cool. So your daddy bought you a Hellcat. Mm. And my parents wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. Have taught me a lot of things about life. And earning my own stuff is one of the most important things they've taught me. So I yeah. can't, I can't get down with the girl whose dad buys her a Hellcat because where's the pride? Where's where's the, the fuzzy feeling when you get behind the wheel of that thing? Like, yeah. And I just think that they, I don't know. I would rather be me posting pictures on Miss Mopar saying what I want to say. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, you know, my, my dad will have to wait till 
I find truck money from other houses. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just remember watching the first one I watched. And, you know, I, I, I looked at it with an open mind. I know there's a young gal on there that's a drag racer and stuff. And it seems like she she's my pick personally because she has some some legit history with the cars and she's been behind the wheel on yeah. the 1320 running the drag strip that's cool. i respect her i'd love to get her on the show um but one of the guys was talking about yeah i even had a podcast i was like uh, uh that's funny because i never heard of it so <laughs> like, it must not have been a mopar podcast dude it must not be very right? good because i couldn't find it so well and that's the other thing that i was saying i'm like how are you going to pick people who like, okay, cool. Your, your pop-up drives a Bel Air. That's cool. In the grand scheme of classic car culture, that certainly was a big player, but like, it's not classic car. Don't know me. <laughs> I just, uh, in my vision, I was like, if they pick me, I know I'm probably going to be standing there with Miss Mopar. And I'm gonna be like, well, I lost this one. So <laughs> like, you know, you've we got everything. You've got so the old stuff. And new stuff. It would have been fun. It would have been fun. I, uh, yeah, you would have had it in the back. I would have lost. It, it would not have even been pretty, but I would have tried. <laughs> but, but you know, when I was thinking, like I was saying to people like, okay, let's just say, let's just mm. say we get top 10. Like, sure. Just, I was looking at it as like, I really want to meet some cool like-minded people. Yeah. And I would have been super bummed if if I got picked and the people that got picked were the people that I had to hang out with. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think Dodge, I think Dodge missed an opportunity. <laughs> That's just me. They maybe, most certainly missed you know? an opportunity. And I think like I get it. It was like a mm. marketing attempt. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. who's buying the cars? Us yeah. diehards. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I won't front with anybody. Yeah. I would buy another new Challenger because, for the purpose in my life that the new Challenger serves, is I like it. I'm mm. going to buy another new Ram yeah. because that purpose that it serves, they coming out of the mouth of a traditionalist, but also coming out of the mouth of somebody who sells cars and mm -hmm. is in trade ins all day long. Yeah. The product that, our brands are serving up is far superior than yeah. the competitors. Um, you know, so. Yeah, they had, they had the entire package with you, <laughs> you know, new stuff, old <laughs> stuff. She sells them. What else do you want? <laughs> you know right? what I mean? I'm uh, already an ambassador. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, maybe that's the problem. They're just like, she's just going to keep doing it for free. <laughs> I, that may be. That may be. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about your job. I, I've been wanting okay. to get somebody in the business for a while because I talk, yeah. if you go back and listen to the podcast, I tried to buy a scat pack and I could not work a deal on this. Now, maybe just one of those stubborn people that goes in and I will only pay this much. I'm one of those people. And I walked away from so many deals for like, okay. Well, were you walking away from them pre-pandemic or post-pandemic? This was, this was kind of free. Because the has shifted the entire market. This was pre-shutdown. It was like right on the right on the cusp of everything going crazy, right? So I, mean, I had money, and one of the one of the things that irked me. Now I hope you've never done this, but I, I want to get your opinion on this. So okay, you know it's like everybody's being a little bit more careful. So I'm like, all right, you know I I'm gonna try working this deal online. So I worked this deal. We worked the numbers online. Everything has worked out. I already have a loan for the car for the amount. Everything. All I'm doing is going down there to sign paperwork because I said, look, I know it's a pandemic. I have a one-year-old. I'm not trying to let her sit. I know how this car deal stuff works. Yeah. I don't want to sit Ow. there forever. I just, you have a deal. You've sold a car. I just want to sign the stuff, but I got to test drive it first <laughs> just to make sure everything's kosher. 
sign everything and will hand me the key. Here's my trade in, blah, blah, blah. So I get down there and the sales girl was nice. And she starts, uh, she starts um, asking my wife and I questions, uh, you know, name, stuff like this, st- standard stuff at first. And it started getting a little bit more credit reporty type stuff. And I was like, yeah, and I, I already had a loan. Now I understand they could probably get a couple extra points down, pad their pockets a little bit. I get it. I get it. But the thing is, I, I, I'm not there for that. I already bought the car basically. So the car's in the showroom and it's a used scat pack. And I'm like, can I, can I drive the car? And she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll just, we'll move it out. But first I need some of this information. She's taking all this stuff. And I'm like, hold on, you're not running my credit. Are you? Because I already got approved for a loan. I've already got this thing lined up, right? Oh no, not at all. Not at all. So two, two hours waiting. And I'm like, can I drive this car or what? And my wife is sitting, we're sitting there in the showroom. My wife and my kid are, I'm starting to get impatient. I'm the car guy. I love buying cars. So I'm yeah. like, I'm seeing my wife go, what's going on? What's taking so long? And I, I went up. I was like, can I drive the car? I mean, what are you guys doing? I've, this yeah. has never happened They're to me before. They're holding it hostage in the they, showroom. They were. And all of a sudden, my wife starts getting emails. Boom, boom. Of, they ran our credit. And I was like, hey, guys, did you run my credit after I asked you not to? Yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Give me the keys to my trade-in. I'm out of here. That They had the car sold. All they had to do was just let me drive it, which I did drive it, but there was still a wait after that. After I got back, I was still waiting for another 45 minutes. And then that's when my wife started getting boom, boom, hit with the credit report. I was like, that's the last thing I wanted to do. That's why I went to my bank and a bank that I trust and I've worked with before. I was like, why would you do that? Is it, be honest, be honest. Is it just a Do you think that they were trying to do that? But do you think they were trying to pad that? Yeah, the points. Their yeah, finance, yeah. Stuff, which whatever. But that's scandalous, right? I feel like yeah. that was scandalous. <laughs> I love my job for a bunch of reasons. My boss is super cool. He's one of the owners of our dealership, and he's sort of given me free reign to uh, mold my selling process to cool. how suits me. So you know, usually you walk into a dealer. And you meet the receptionist and then she introduces you to a sales guy and then he shows you the car and then the general manager gives you the pricing and then you go back to finance. So like you, you've been with five people yeah. and I've been given the opportunity to sort of streamline that, streamline that. So I greet my customers. I show them the car. I explain the features to them. We agree on price. We sit down and take credit if applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a sure. lot of people pay cash these days and a lot of people secure their own financing because mm-hmm. everything has been made so internet savvy with the pandemic. Um, I They sign their paper with me and then I go out and I sit in the car and I pair their phone and show them features and whatever. So that I think gives people the opportunity to feel more comfortable. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it, it creates a relationship where when they need an oil change, they text me and they say, Hey, Nick, can you schedule my oil change? Or when they have a yeah. blowout on I-95, they text me and they say, Hey, Nick, can you see if I have tire and wheel coverage? And yeah. like those people are, are going to come back to me for the next yeah. car and they bring Absolutely. their friends and their family. So yeah. I think being an enthusiast of the car culture, just in general, um, 
I don't want somebody to have a bad experience. Yeah, I exactly. don't ever want somebody to be like, oh, I love my Dodge, but buying that Dodge was a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. I want people to be like, I love my Dodge, and buying my Dodge was such a cool, yeah. seamless experience that you should go to Mickey and get a Dodge from her. Like, <laughs> so I don't, I don't vibe good on these bad practices because it gives. No salespeople a bad name it does and it's funny because i've met some really cool salespeople yeah some really cool, i mean you're one of them i have friends that are salespeople i have mm-hmm. friends that are like giving me the inside of the you know because they used to do the the old school four square and move yeah. numbers around and i'm like uh-huh. look and i used to i had this tactic when i went to a dealership because you know some they still do it old school they have a bunch of guys out front you know some are smoking some are texting yeah. or whatever and then some they see are wearing you. their short sleeve button up <laughs> yeah. and you're like welcome to 2022 guys yeah yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah you see the, the the guy with the hairy chest with the gold chains and stuff yeah. like well you want sports car we get you sports car um <laughs> i i loved going there and seeing those guys and all of them look at you when you drive in i used to get out of the car and i'd go up up here I yeah. am. <laughs> and they're like, all right, he knows the business. So thankfully, sometimes they just come up to me and be like, hey, if you want to see anything, just let us know. Because they, you know, a sucker, I'm sure they have suckers go on those lots all the time. And I've seen it in action. I'm like, I feel bad because I'm listening to these people just get worked. And I'm like, man, you yeah. know. And why a, do you want to work somebody? I mean, I don't understand. In any profession, like, if I feel treated unfairly anywhere, let's mm-hmm. just say, at the gym or at a restaurant like i'm gonna be like i'm gonna go back there and i'm gonna tell my friends like you wouldn't believe this and i never want to be somebody's complaint yeah no absolutely it just it doesn't so much of the process and we see we saw a huge shift with the pandemic when we Mm. were made to do everything online in in our county people couldn't even go on test drives Wow. So people were coming out of leases or having wrecks and needing new cars and they couldn't even drive what they were buying. And at first you're like, oh my God. But then it made this like weird seamless shift to online buying mm-hmm. where, you know, I I sometimes meet my customers for the first time like you when they come to pick up the car. Nice. And, um, you know, you're giving people the option to instead of coming to my dealership and looking at my inventory or apparently my lack thereof inventory, they're sitting on their iPad and they're typing in Gap Pack Mm -hmm. and they're seeing every Gap Pack in 20 miles of them. Now, right now it might not, you know, inventory is just so weird, but they can, they can shop so many places at once. So why wouldn't you want to set yourself apart and create this stellar experience so mm-hmm. that when some random says, Oh yeah, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, I might want to order a Ram 1500. And then somebody says, well, Hey, I know a girl who's going to make your experience yeah. just wicked above and beyond. Yeah. So that's sort of what I go for. And I, I, if somebody's like, hmm, maybe the GMC, maybe the Ram, I want them to buy the Ram. Yeah. Like, yeah. and again, I don't get paid by the brand mm-hmm. for, to say this stuff. I just really do. Like, I want, I want our brands to be on the road for as long as they possibly can. Cause I want my kids to be able to be like, yeah, that's the car I want when I go, you know, yeah, I don't absolutely. have a kid. So 
<laughs> so I need some longevity here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to SRT Sean. Thank you for saying uh, plug the dealership because I do. If you can, I want you to plug where you work so that people can come buy a car from Mickey. <laughs> yeah, come check me out. I'm at Lansdale Auto Group in Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. We're just north of Philadelphia uh, okay. on Route 309, and we also host the All Mopar Show there. Um, nice. Is so the owner is the owner uh, an enthusiast? As the director of the All Mopar Show, I am an an owner and enthusiast of the brand. But yeah, so the the owner the owner of the dealership is he one of those uh, Mopar owner guys that has like a bunch of cool Mopars, or is he just he's just a business guy? Yeah, he's just a business. My boss is like he used to be a pro surfer, so he's just (laughs) a cool guy. Okay, (laughs) Um, in Pennsylvania, (laughs) that yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um. So. I think that's also why we're we're a little bit a little bit atypical as far as our approach to things because he's yeah. just like chill. But it's three brothers that own the business. Their father started the business um, back okay. in '67, so kind cool. of when yeah. everything was just getting really awesome. Um, and they're not they're not really car guys. Like they would rather be golfing or wow. uh, or on their boats or surfing. So you're the so, are you the enthusiast at the I'm dealership? I'm the enthusiast. Yeah. Like awesome. when somebody comes in and they're like, "Oh, I have a, I have a '67 Dodge." They're like, "Oh, go see Makayla." Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Now let me let me ask you this, because um, I, like I said, I have friends in the business, and one of them, I mean, he was working at a Chevy dealership, and my wife really wanted a Grand Cherokee, so he's like, "I can find you one. I got access to all sorts of inventory." If somebody was looking for something specific, that maybe, maybe they had a specific year, like I, I want a twenty fifteen Hellcat, blah blah blah. Can you go through other inventory, like at auctions and stuff, and see what you can find them? Are you willing to do that? I mean, we I'll go whatever mile I could possibly go for my customers. We're a yeah. family-owned dealership, so we don't have like oh, okay. we're just one location. Mm-hmm. So we're sort of um, pigeonholed to accessing mm-hmm. auctions and stuff. But yeah. you know, I think sometimes auction people think, "Oh, you got my car at the auction," but I'm like, those are cars that are coming off of lease. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially now with people who. Uh, are finding equity in their leases and are popping out a little bit early, you actually have access to some pretty cool cars coming through the auction. Awesome. Tell me, so. tell me a funny experience about being a sales, a salesperson that uh, you've had. Oh, I have so many. I sometimes <laughs> say I'm going to write about. Um, so we sell the Fiat brand. Yeah. Also. Um, and they manufactured a stick shift vehicle for quite a while so i was getting a lot of customers who were like i really want to drive a stick but no other brand has it it's like maybe many i don't know <laughs> um so i i have a guy walk it's summertime up all the doors in our fiat studio called all of them open the guy comes in he's like i'm gonna stick shift car he i don't know what he did fried the clutches in this car like <laughs> I'm like sitting in my office. I'm like, is something burning? Oh, Here no. comes this guy. Just, I don't, I still to this day can't wrap my brain around what he could have done to that car. I don't know if maybe he was trying to start out in third. I don't know. But <laughs> he did end up buying a car for me, but he got an automatic. But his, <laughs> his son was with him and he was so embarrassed. Oh, man. He was just bummed. 
he's like my the my customer the son was like dad let's just go (laughs) (laughs) but here's this car and it's like just billow of smoke jeez yeah i don't yep all right just like instances like that like you're like what are you people who (laughs) people who are like oh no i know how to pair my phone up to you connect and three days later they come back and they're like no i really do need your help i'm like yeah that's why we sit in the car with you (laughs) i might call you i've been having problems with mine i'm like why are you disconnecting what's happening here (sighs) update your phone okay make sure your phone is updated okay but a lot mine has a problem sometimes is a super user-friendly infotainment system i find i really like it in comparison to other options that are on the market Mm-hmm. Um, for our Fiat lineup, we also sold the Spider, which was a uh, combo car with Mazda. So they okay. used the Mazda infotainment system, and I mm-hmm. I loathed it in comparison to UConnect. <laughs> like UConnect was just so much more easy to navigate, and the uh, accessibility of like moving your nav phone all to the bottom. Um, I really like, but you know people tell me that they know exactly what they're doing because their dad's brother has one and he knows <laughs> so yeah. how would you how would you feel if uh if you saw a little fiat roll into the dealership and he had mopar stickers all over it how would you feel about that so, <laughs> you know the traditionalist in me is like sir but also the salesperson in me is like half the parts on that on that car are stamped with mopar yeah, no, it is. And you're like, you're like, I don't have an argument. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, Keep yeah. buying oil filters. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I, I have. So, do you get to drive all the cool stuff that comes in? We do. Nice, nice. I drove a TRX, which is pretty cool. Oh, that probably I fit really you pretty think, good. You like I it? I really huh? think I want a TRX. Yeah, you seem like a like, TRX type of girl. <laughs> I just love pickup trucks so much. I have a fifteen hundred Bighorn. And it's just like, ah, I love that thing. So I'm like, if I could mush the fun parts of my Challenger with the convenience of a pickup truck, mm. that would be yeah. like, why wouldn't I want to do that? Yeah. One of my buddies told me that the power in those things is just crazy because you're in this giant truck and the yeah. thing just hauls ass. <laughs> but there's a 500 mile break in period, you know. You mm-hmm. probably know from the yeah. research that you've done on. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was driving on the lot, it wasn't even at full performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was still within the braking period, and I was still like, wow. Like, <laughs> it's just a different, it's like driving yeah. a different beast. I drive a pickup truck every day. And yeah. something about getting in that thing with, like, the way the fenders send out, <laughs> you're like, ooh, that's a sexy chap. Yeah, that's funny. Um yeah. So you clearly you have a great job that you love. I mean, that's I do. It's <laughs> like awesome. it's been a weird time, and with the whole electric car thing, like you know, I just try to soak it all in while I can because I you just never know. So. Yeah, I'm sure it'll still be fun for a while because it's not like it's not like as soon as the electric it cars come out that the fun. that the, all the Hemi cars are just going to disintegrate. They're still going to be there, right? And, you know, we saw it back in the 70s, like, when they made the shift from big muscle 
-hmm. and we somehow found our way back to big muscle and even though it's a modern version so like i'm hopeful that whatever this is will run its course and and that it'll accommodate the people that want it yeah yeah and just leave us people that want to just burn a lot of gas do you get get inside information like are you going to know what this new car this electric car is going to be before people like me and everybody else um not a whole bunch back in the day dealers really like i think again with the internet like so my pop-up talks frequently about how when he was working at the dealer and they would unveil a new vehicle for example like um let's say the challenger back then um it would be this whole whole thing hush hush and they would bring in bring them in and nobody saw them until they had this big party and they took the cover off of it and i almost wish i lived in that time because <laughs> yeah, i think yeah. that there would be something so elite about being yeah. at one of those events yeah. but now everything's on the internet like before yeah. yeah before it even really is true like and then I think the the brands like Chrysler just posted something about a concept car. Like they're trying to stay current, so they're posting stuff before mm-hmm. it's even really a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't get to have unveiling parties, which I think would be yeah. so much fun. Right. Um, I do want to open the chat for uh, questions and stuff. I have been seeing some of your questions, okay. but I've been trying to engage with Michaela. So if you have any questions for, I see one. Uh, I think we already answered it, but I do kind of want to. Uh, I do want to ask a, 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 a the question in a different <laughs> way. So we already know that she'd rather have gasoline and carburation, but I have to ask you. So say this, we'll just say that the electric muscle car comes to your dealership. Yeah. You get in it, and it, let's just say that it's beautiful, the most gorgeous car you've ever seen, aside from LBD, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's say that this thing is uh, for a modern car, for something electric. You're like, wow, that thing's gorgeous. You get in it, and it is the most amazing experience you've ever had as far as speed and agility. Are you sitting there going, but it doesn't sound and it doesn't feel like a muscle yeah. car? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hands down. There you go, Dodge. Like, I read somewhere that some one of the uh, big heads of one of our local dealers said something like, well, they'll just add the sound artificially. Oh, no. Don't do that. And I'm like, no. <laughs> that, that, again, like, we're losing the authenticity of what what is so fun about the hobby. Like, yeah. don't do that at all, please. All right. Well, you're probably the person that I know now that will probably get the first chance to drive it because it'll probably be coming to your dealership. So when, as soon as you drive one of those things, you have to report back to us and let us know okay. how much it sucks. Okay. I can I mean, already tell you it's going to suck a lot, but I will. <laughs> I'm just such a traditionalist. Like sure. I remember when they shifted from the, um, the older style trucks to the new DT which is 2019 and newer. Yeah. And I, I got in trouble at work because I went on Twitter and I started spouting my mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> and my boss was like, you can't say these things. You have to <laughs> sell these trucks. And like, yeah. here I am now, and I really love my DT. Mm-hmm. But like, it took me a second to get over that getting wet from the like crosshair grill because it's all that I knew. Like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the front end of the Dodge to me. So, you know, those little 
maybe I was wrong. I'm willing to admit, but I'm just not going to be willing to. No, not about the EV. <laughs> Ian Hart, thank you for your question. He asks, "Has you have you done any training on the new six cylinders yet?" I'm, so I'm assuming he's talking about the turbocharged six cylinder that's like supposed to replace the 5.7 Hemi. I haven't done. I have not. Um, we we kind of get our training like a little bit late. Like, okay. For example, when Wagoneer hit the floor, we yeah. haven't done training on it yet. Oh my <laughs> so, god! Wow. So a lot of a lot of my stuff were like self taught. You know, we're going to yeah. go drive them and yeah. flip them around. And cool. <laughs> and um, I use a lot of customer feedback because they're the ones that are driving them to go get groceries, to yeah. use them in the hall camp or whatever, whatever the vehicle is and stuff. So, um, but I'll, I can report back on that as well when awesome. I have. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, have more formal training. <laughs> Shopcat Industries. Um, plug your YouTube channel. I've been getting on YouTube myself Lord. lately. I really like it. Plug I have it. To look at it. I, <laughs> I didn't use it until Donut Maker. Okay. And then I've gone there every day hustling yeah. likes. <laughs> hustling likes. So that's, that's hilarious. That's a term I've never heard. I love that term. Yeah. I'm going to so I'm gonna make t-shirts. I'll send you one. It's going to say hustling likes. <laughs> right? That's I funny. mean, really, what are we doing on here? Yeah. Hustling likes. Right? Picture so I can sleep well, please. <laughs> Um, it's Miss Mopar 7172, same as my Instagram handle, okay. so I'll remember now. Um, but there's like some super old content on there and then my donut maker video, but some of the old content is like actually pretty cool. Cause it's me and my dad like oh, cool. toying around with, there's one video, like a nine minute video of me and my sisters driving my charger around the yard. Cause I didn't have tags on it yet, but like, <laughs> it's just, it's kind of fun. Well, I'll tell different content than like your hand on the hip sure. pictures that we put on Miss Mopar. <laughs> you know, some sort of conversation. <laughs> you you definitely need to get on YouTube more and do like lives and like Q and A's and stuff. I it's, should. This this is the future. If it <laughs> is, it screw really Chief Donut is. Maker. This is the communities that I've watched getting built on YouTube just from live streaming. A couple of my friends started doing it, and I go over there to YouTube because I haven't been on YouTube. I'm a Facebook guy. Um, Me too. That's and, how I got my yeah, gig going. Yeah. And I, I went over to YouTube and I was like, oh, there's something going on here. So mm -hmm. um, we're going we're going all in on this live streaming stuff because right. it's fun to get to know people across the country and other Mopar enthusiasts that you wouldn't normally meet because like a lot of my own personal friends aren't Mopar enthusiasts. So I had to go yeah. out to the internet and meet all these people, which is great right? because I've met a lot of cool people. Oh, I've made so many friends like uh, way back when, do you remember all par? It's still a thing, yeah, but it's yeah. like, it used to be like, that was the haven yeah. for Mopar knowledge. Mm -hmm. And there was a picture posted on there of a 71 Roadrunner. And I reached out and I was like, this car is beautiful. Do you have more photos of it? Anyways, the guy's like, he was, he's one of my most dearest friends now. Um, and he lives in Minnesota. Like there's <laughs> so many, even like Robert, like we connect at Carlisle from time to time, but he's in Canada and we yeah, still yeah. are able to have this back and forth. Um, that is yeah. really cool. Yeah. No, he's a cool guy. I had both of him and Berto on my show and, uh, Robert is a, he was, I don't know if you heard his story about him at like 12 years old going, I'm going to have a Viper. 
<laughs> and yeah. he, he went out and got himself a and then, and then he just like glosses over the fact that he's got more than one <laughs> yeah like, hey man what's your secret and he's got this little toy viper i don't know if he still has it but the one that pulls up to our little our little camp out at carlisle in this like mini viper and i'm like where'd you get that but it's super cool and it's such a conversation starter that like yeah. imagine the people he talked to that day just because he was ripping around in this little mini viper like oh, no, absolutely there's a i see it on the internet every once in a while it turns up it's a little orange mini like super bird go-kart thing and the guy yes. has to lay down inside it I, I want one i don't know how i'm gonna i don't know how i'm the big guy i don't know how i'm gonna the fit in it we're gonna, i'm gonna get to a wing car yeah. so yeah. sign me up <laughs> <laughs> okay back to the Back to the questions. I'm assuming that Mike here is asking what color your Roadrunner is and what size motor it has. Um, it's a 340 car. So um, cool. in 71, you can get a 340 as a no cost upgrade because that's when the emissions crisis was sort of happening. So it's actually kind of a um, a goofball car. It's a 340 bench seat pistol grip, four speed, eight and quarter rear, and it's a white gut. Hemi Orange or Tourette, as it would be for the Plymouth brand, Strobe Strike Delete, full really? vinyl top car. Wow. So usually in the Roadrunners, you'd see the half vinyl with the Strobe yeah, yeah. Strike coming down. Mm. None of that. Wow. Only decal it has on it is um, the little bird on the deck lid. Wow, that's cool. Do you have any documentation yeah. on it, like fender tag or anything like that? I do. I have it all somewhere, and but half of it was eaten away by my oh, yeah. what have you. Yeah, sure. So have to piece it together, but it's, I mean, it's going to be a beautiful car someday. Awesome. I mean, I'm excited. Keep us posted on that one. I love project cars. And that sounds like a, that's maybe that'll be my YouTube content. Yes. Yes. That's what you can watch me and and Frank, my dad, probably say a lot of bad words. Hey, hey. (laughs) And look at things perplexed for a while. All right. I like it. I'll watch. I'll tune in. Joshua Peterson, what is your opinion of the idea of a hot B engine design? I don't know what he's talking about. Me neither. What's a hot? Hey, does anybody know what he's talking about? I don't. <laughs> neither one of us do. Um, SRT Sean, does Makayla drag race at Cecil County, Maple Grove? Are you a drag I racer? Have you ever drag race. no. Do you want to? Like, I would try it, mm-hmm. I, but I would need something to drag race. And the 72 is a 318. <laughs> So we're just cruising. You don't have to be fast to have fun. I'm <laughs> so I went out and bought this pile of sh- 73 Roadrunner. Okay. It's a I three was just speed. Looking at pictures of it. What do you call <laughs> yeah. it? Something goofy. Yeah, it's dumpster fire. My wife dumpster named it. fire. Yeah. And then she changed her mind. She's like, name it fried chicken. I was like, you already named it. You can't do that. <laughs> um, but it's funny. I got some graphics in the works. It's gonna be it's gonna be funny. But um it's a 318 three speed car, and there's this there's this race. Um, it's presented by the American Hot Rod Association. It's called No Name Nationals. It's for YouTube content creators with 500 or more subscribers. And to get into the race, you have to have 500 subscribers. And it's like uh, a call out, like channels calling each other out. It's all fun and games. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. So uh, it, it's going to be fun. So if you get that YouTube going, <laughs> you yeah. know, you, you want to bring a little black dress out. Okay, yeah, we'll play. Have some fun. It's all it's all the way in Sykeston, Missouri, though. I got a I've got a trailer, my Roadrunner from Washington State. I think I'm the furthest registered, so I'll be live streaming that journey. And uh, yes, I can't get any I can't get anybody to go with me. I can't get anybody Look, to co-pilot. <laughs> awesome! That's well, well, the most fun. 
the the journey to get places is the most fun and i'm gonna right. get am i taking up time do, are we on the time limit no <laughs> okay i was waiting um, for you to be like hey I'm, i gotta go to bed dude <laughs> no so sometimes i've found that the the most fun of getting places is just trying to get there for example in 2012 um i got my dad's chrysler accepted into an invitation list at carlisle cool and it, we decided to trailer there. We should have just drove it, but it was like everything that could have happened happened. <laughs> so six miles onto the, from home on the turnpike, we have a blowout in the trailer. Okay. So we put this dry rotted spare on it. Say a prayer where we go. <laughs> Couple more miles in, my dad's truck catches fire. It was minor. It was fine. Everybody, we were fine. We got to where we're going. Wow. The truck vapor locks. We had to push it. It was also like 110 degrees. We had to push the truck with the Chrysler on an open trailer in the back into the campground. Oh no. Skies open up, torrential rain while we're driving this spotless clean car through a gravel campground. Oh no. Like, and it's just like, I mean, that's the summary, but all of that took place in two hours and you're just like, (laughs) you're like, how does, where does it go from here? Like, (laughs) and I don't know, sometimes at the moment, my dad standing on the side of the turnpike, tapping out a small little fire under the hood of his truck with a random sneaker off the side of of the turnpike. Like at that moment, you're like, we should just turn around and go home. But then you get there and you're like, you're like, so this happened. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Those stories, as much as they suck at the time, it's like, they make such great stories. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's, that's a crazy story. I know a couple of people that have crazy stories like that, where it's like, you know, Murphy's law, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, yep. Sometimes uh, you just like say a prayer once you get home and the car's in the garage and you're like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you must have a, do you have all your cars in a garage? So I bought a house two years ago, um, with a five car garage. Oh my God. <laughs> and and it's a teeny tiny little house, like Big garage. two and a half <laughs> ba- bedrooms, one bathroom. It's yeah. very small, but they ran some sort of electrical business out of here so they put a big addition on the garage so um but still i still have cars in car trailers and stuff (laughs) and then i have a 69 power button doesn't fit anywhere (laughs) for wild and blue i had a custom enclosed car trailer built oh wow because it wouldn't fit in a garage so I think I'm gonna have to get the same thing done for the 69. <laughs> My neighbors, you know, you know that meme that's like, if you don't have that neighbor, you're that neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that neighbor. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> the the look on their faces when I drove yeah. up the street pulling this pile of crap 73 Roadrunner, they're like, there he goes again, again. There's our resident redneck over there i I still think because i live in one of those like cookie cutter housing developments and uh we had an hoa and i bought my boogie van i bought a 78 dodge shorty van no window like 70s like hippie van that i you know i'm trying to build into a mobile podcast studio for events and stuff oh cool 
right? Cool. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be awesome. We'll see. Yeah. I want to call it the van cave. It's going to be pretty you fun. You could drive that thing to Carlisle. Yeah, uh, I would love to drive that and tow one of my other vehicles. I don't know what, but it would be fun. <laughs> At least, and I won't have to pay for motels because I travel a lot for events and stuff for the podcast, and I've stayed in some. <laughs> Some uh, no-tell motels that I yeah. care never to go to again. <laughs> uh, when you do things on a podcaster budget, you, <laughs> yeah. you have to uh, pick and choose things. But um, yeah, uh, the whole HOA disbanded. They all moved. <laughs> I was like, I good. Bye. You can thank Who me, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's yeah. like a great little video floating around the internet, and it's like this guy. And there's a woman taking pictures. Have you seen it? She's taking pictures of all his cars. And he's like, what are you going to do? Tell the HOA. And when I moved into my house, I live in the very back of this like hoity-toity development. Okay. And the first thing I asked was, is there an HOA? Because they're going to get real tired of me real quick. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, chat seems to be slowing down oh heavens mopars he subbed to your youtube channel i will be sub uh subscribing to it as well um oh, thank you have you ever heard of utg uncle tony's garage no is it is it a YouTube it's a thing? yeah it's a youtube thing Dang, i need to get on youtube more I'll you really i i think you'll blow up on youtube especially if you start doing content with i mean <laughs> okay yeah that'll that'll be a lot of fun yeah you don't need to be chief donut maker <laughs> We'll be our own cheap donut maker. Yeah, there you go. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I didn't I didn't scroll down. Let me scroll down here. Uh John Wilburn. He's one of the guys who's putting on see John, I'm always promoting the no name nationals, okay? <laughs> get a car. You're calling out? Yeah. He wants to know if you're calling him. She's not qualified yet. We gotta get her five hundred subscribers. Yeah, I actually have five hundred subscribers. I have like two hundred and something. Oh, you're close then. <laughs> everybody everybody watching this right now, go. <laughs> subscribe to miss mopar on youtube let's show her the power of talking mopars <laughs> let's get her 15 more okay by by the end of the weekend you might be at 300 you never know <laughs> perfect okay i love these kind of things <laughs> yeah don we're getting in the chat buddy relax um <laughs> paul <laughs> my buddy paulie he wants you to oh. go to Sykeston to watch me blow. I'm gonna throw as much nitrous as a little tired 318 can handle. It's gonna be ridiculous. You I'm gonna send it to the moon. Those 318s though, so uh -huh. it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna try. You're gonna have a good time. <laughs> Let's see here. Mm. SRT Sean, uh, if you're talking about getting me over 500, a lot of you guys did help me get over 500 subscribers. That was nice. Thank you. I love the 340s. This is my friend Scott, who sold me the Roadrunner. Um, oh. He wants to see the build. <laughs> build that car. Okay, follow my YouTube, I guess. That's where it's all going to take place. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to uh, stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> Scott, you'll be my co-pilot. All right. I, I think uh, Mikaela would be a funner ride. One car in the garage. Five in the driveway. Wow. <laughs> one car in the garage five in the driveway one out front on the street and four in the backyard they invented age yes they did john yes they did well we um, all have a purpose in life and <laughs> like sometimes your purpose is to just decorate the world with rusty old classic cars it is i, I gotta ask you something mm -hmm. i i've only had one other female on the show and that was srt jovita great show great person um i like her a lot uh 
now that I have another woman of Mopar, I have to ask you, you know, uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming you're single. Am I assuming you're wrong? I'm single. Let me ask you in your dream guy, does he have to have a Mopar or does he have to have more, like more Mopars than you? What's the, what's the criteria? I'm curious. I don't necessarily know that he has to have more Mopars than me. I'm sitting at eight. So like, (laughs) my God. But it's just become such a large part of who I am that I think I own. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't have to have like classics. Maybe okay. he has a Hellcat. I don't know. Okay. Maybe he drives a Ram. But yeah. I just think there has to be some appreciation for the hobby there because yeah. it monopolizes my whole life. Mm-hmm. Car shows, cars and coffee, Carlisle, working on the cars, selling cars, running car shows. Like, I do some yoga and I like <laughs> like to walk, I like to hike outside. But like, if somebody's going to be like, what, what are your hobbies? They're all very Mopar centric. <laughs> so like, and don't come plant me with your Toyota Tacoma either because I'm not down. Like, it, I'm, a, I'm a Dodge girl, so. Okay. Melody says a Mopar, a beard, and love country so music. Melody's my super dear friend from Alabama, and she's, <laughs> that's my gig. A Mopar, beard, and there sing you me go. some Waylon Jennings. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Melody's, got, Melody's got you pinned. Mm-hmm. Um. If anybody has any more questions in the chat, feel free to chime in right now. Other than that, we're going to get ready to shut it down. I don't want to take Mikhail's whole Friday night. You're good. <laughs> but, uh, I've you're... had a blast chatting with yeah. you. No, you're welcome back anytime. This is a this is an open forum. If you ever see that I'm live and you want to come talk shit or something, <laughs> feel free. Like, okay. You know, we uh, open door policy. We welcome anybody. Crazy characters, people like that. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> Heaven's Mopars, Makayla, I'm at 290 subs. I'll race you to 500 subs. It would be cool to see you at the No Name Nationals. You're going to get harassed about going to the No Name Nationals now. Um, okay. Everybody sub to Makayla. Get her to 1,000 so she can get monetized and start making some money so we can get her out there. <laughs> and then you can all blame me when she steals the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I think I think we can end it on that. Let's end it on a good note. Makayla, thank you so much for joining Thank us you. here on Talking Mopars. Like I said, you're welcome back anytime. I'll probably be harassing you. Hey, we need we need you to back, come back on the show and tell us about this EV BS going on. <laughs> hey, I'm always happy to talk Mopar. So what, yeah. you let me know. I'm here. Sounds good. Go ahead and plug all your social medias and now your YouTube channel. Yeah, my YouTube channel, Miss Mopar7172. <laughs> also my Instagram handle. I'm big on Facebook. Um, if you type in facebook.com slash Miss Mopar. Uh, Twitter, also Miss Mopar7172. I think that's all social media I really have. I don't do TikTok or those kind of things. <laughs> I did but. for a little bit just to try to promote my show. And I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> right? I'm like, I can't edit videos. That's not my gig. <laughs> oh, man. Um, John Wilburn. Uh, hey, let, let's talk a minute about that. John Wilburn says he likes the forearm revolver. Michaela, hey. oh. like many of us, is a gun enthusiast, correct? I am. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to share what, I mean, you study criminal so justice, this, I imagine. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a degree in criminal psychology. My sister is a cop. Um, oh, cool. And I just, I'm a patriot. So I think everybody should yeah. really cherish their right to bear arms. I'm certainly going to bear mine. 
um, if need be. And this is my 686. And well, I mean, just like, I don't know, people are like, why would you put a gun on your arm? Why wouldn't you? Like, just <laughs> be strong and be tough and go out with a bang and stand up for what you believe in. And that's why I put it on my skin. Do you have Mopar tattoos too? I do. I have yeah. a. I have a Mopar M here. I have a okay. double heart. I have my uh, the front grill emblem for my 72 on my leg. There you go. Yeah. Polly. So everybody, every man's man in the chat that doesn't have a Mopar tattoo, I want you to understand that Makayla has more than you. Um. I have. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. There it is. There you go, guys. <laughs> That's all you're getting. <laughs> um, like a weird angle. I probably was way chunkier there than I. You but... <laughs> sure did not. You sure did not. Um, um, that's funny. Actually, uh, the guy who called me out, his name's Dustin, and he's from uh, Dutch Guys Garage on YouTube. He called me out. I didn't have a car to race. I had to go buy this Roadrunner. So I bought oh. this car to race. And it's not even ready to go. I got to get it ready. I got like 160 days or something like that. Something crazy. Um, but, uh, I wanted to up the stakes and I said, all right, loser has to get tattooed. It has to be a Mopar related tattoo. So instead of money, we're racing for tattoos. So whoever loses, hey, and I would, I would get it. I would get a tattoo anyway. The thing is, I didn't realize that Dustin has no tattoos. So if he loses, oh, so he's got to His first tattoo would be a Mopar tattoo. Yeah. And it was and because he lost to, to me. And do you get to pick it if he loses? You know, I thought about that and I, I'm not that much of a jerk, especially if the guy has, doesn't have a tattoo. I just it, let it be a Mopar tattoo whatever you want i'm not that much of a jerk but if you don't have a tattoo i think it's a pretty fun you know it'll be a fun memory if i lose i'll get you know i'll get a tattoo and he's he's got a, a 78 um plymouth Valari. uh it's a petty think- kit car so it's got like the wide fenders and stuff like the crazy yeah. kit cars they had back in the big 43 on the side so i was like you know i'm crazy enough i'll get i'll get the richard petty 43 tattooed somewhere i don't know i'm i'm crazy I, you're talking to a guy with the neck tattoo i'll, I'll do something stupid <laughs> well and tattoos are fact i honestly forget about mine most yeah of the time. you know what i mean like they just become conversation topics how often yeah. are you out and about like maybe one of your tattoos is showing someone's like calls you out on it like oh mopar huh <laughs> Um, like this one's like a beach tattoo. You know what I mean? Like that's what, but people always be like, what's on your leg? And I have (laughs) my charger grill emblem, like to size to, if I stand next to the car, they like line up. (laughs) And uh, so that's like a good, that's always a conversation topic. (laughs) But I feel like most people, they, that know me, they're just like, and that's the Mopar girl. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so they sort of expect it. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, everybody, I I want I want to see Makayla at the No Name Nationals. So go subscribe. Tell her you want to see her there, and we'll try okay. to get her there. <laughs> when is this happening? It is uh, September thirtieth and October first. It's oh, a Friday okay. and a Saturday. Um. Sounds Yeah. If we could get you out there, uh, we'd love to have you. I don't know. John Wilburn, if you could chime in real quick, how many women are registered for this event? Because I I don't know about you guys, but I'd love to see some women drag racing at this show. If you come out and you don't bring a car, you can drag race the dumpster fire. I'll let I'll let you uh, I'll let you rip that <laughs> okay. thing up. We'll put all the nitrous to it. If I can't blow it up, I'll let you blow it up. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, Miles, you can find her at Miss Mopar seventy one seventy two on YouTube. I, I must have started that when I just had the two. 
All right, guys. We'll we'll let Mikayla get back to her night. Thank you once again, Miss Mopar, for joining us. And remember, everybody, no Mopar left behind. And uh, oh, John Wilburn says I register by channel. We have a few, but no hard numbers. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna harass Mikayla and see if she wants to go to the No Name Nationals. Okay. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good night. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Thank you. You also. Mopar or no car. We'll see you guys later. Amen. If you're a car enthusiast like me, then you'd probably enjoy the same books that I do. I love to gain more knowledge about Mopars and cars in general, and that's where my friends at CarTech Books come in. Since 1993, CarTech has become one of the leading publishers of automotive titles for hardcore enthusiasts, with a plethora of titles available in their catalog. They have titles for everyone, whether you're into restorations, high-performance builds, or automotive history, CarTech has it all. They are a company run by enthusiasts for enthusiasts. Some of the titles I have in my own library are... Chrysler's Motown Missile, Mopar's secret engineering program at the dawn of Pro Stock, new Hemi engines 2003 to present, how to rebuild, muscle car special editions, Chrysler Torquefly A904 and A727 transmissions, how to rebuild. And look, folks, they have much more than that, and so do I. In my library, I also have books on how to vinyl wrap, modifying XJ Jeep Cherokees for back when I had one of those, and modifying the new Wranglers and Gladiators, and many more. So whether you're looking to expand your knowledge or just want something cooler to put on your coffee table, CarTech has the books for you. Visit CarTechBooks.com and find some awesome books to add to your collection today. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this show, you know where to go, TalkingMopars.com. And you can reach me by emailing Chris at TalkingMopars.com or by leaving me a voicemail on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR. And you just might get to hear yourself on this show. So keep sharing those Mopar stories with me and anything else that is on your Mopar-addicted mind. Thank you to my friends over at CarTechBooks.com and also... Don't forget how important it is to keep your Mopar protected from the elements. If you do need protection like a car cover, don't wait. Head on over to TalkingMopars.com, click on the Affiliates tab, and go get your Mopar covered today. Before we shut this podcast episode down, if you want some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and cool swag like that, check out the merch shop on TalkingMopars.com. And for exclusive bonus episodes and videos only for my supporters, become a Facebook supporter today and get immediate access to those benefits. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars Live. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.